combat time. Combat Time, a podcast where three friends talk about everything and anything Mortal Kombat. As always, I'm Josh, followed by Jay. Hello, hello. And Yassine. Yo. Yo. I think I usually introduce Yassine first by habit sometimes, but I think this time I just... I think last time I did Jay yeah, first. Yeah, what did too, I do to piss you off? I know, right? I mean, we always get in these disputes about who gets who gets introduced first, apparently. Uh, well, how y'all doing? On this, on this brisk, well, brisk afternoon. Well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finally, at the very tail end of a cold. Right. Yeah. I forgot to ask about that. How you feeling? Because yeah. you're a terrible friend. I am. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm better now. I mean, you can probably still hear like remnants of it a little bit. I'm still slightly stuffed, but... I mean, honestly, I'm okay. the reason I probably forgot to ask is because I didn't detect that in your voice when we were logging on. Oh. So you sound pretty good. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just uh, getting stuff organized now. Just got my new PC, so I'm getting that set up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good time. Oh, yeah. And because of that, we'll, we will have, you know, streaming once again on Twitch uh, forthcoming. Yes. I have no specific date, but once I get things set up once again on this PC... We'll get back to some uh, Twitch streaming. If anyone's fight been missing nights. that. Fight yeah, Nights. Yeah, good old Fight Nights. I miss our Fight Nights, man. Because you've seen you and I, Garo Mark of the Wolves, my friend. That, we got to do some Garo, man. We yeah, yeah we haven't Garo, done Garo Garo. on our stream yet. Yeah, Garo's fun. Third Strike. And then hopefully... Wait, can, do you think we could... Can we, can we live stream um, MK... Well, MK1 doesn't have um, a crossplay yet. Dang it. Stupid MK. It doesn't have crossplay. Also, it's on my... PS5, and I'm not going to buy it again. Already, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> he already bought MK11 twice for my ass. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but hopefully, such a good friend. Which, which uh, yeah, try. Which also, <laughs> as of today, there is no crossplay for MK1. Woo! But you know, um, hopefully one day that'll happen because I know it's coming. So hopefully, when MK1 actually does get crossplay, Fight Nights, my friends, we need to do that. I want to do Fight Nights fight on Twitch. Night. That'd be fun. I could, I yeah, because once we do that, I could probably figure out how to get you know to twit to stream from the PS5 and oh. still have our audio and all that. Dude, yeah, if you could do that, voice and stuff. So yeah, I that'd mean, be cool. I mean, yeah, like uh, unfortunately, you've seen you'll you, like you'll be the torchbearer for that because Lord knows we tried to do it on my laptop from 2017. That's from 2017 yes, over here, <laughs> and we and for God knows whatever reason we could not do it, and I was so frustrated about it. Well, you know, it's kind of good discussion too about you know uh, games and stuff because our topic today, not that we've run out of things to talk about, you know, we will be talking about. Hopefully, very there's soon. No more Mortal Kombat ever again. Ever Nothing again. To talk about after this. There's no, no, uh, no DLCs to talk about ever in the future. No movies to talk about ever in the future. <laughs> Nothing. It's all dried up. It's it's not like we haven't talked about MK Deception and MK Armageddon and MK Nine and MK Ten yet. But you know, and Mortal Kombat versus DC. And oh all yeah, that stuff. forgot that. Mortal Kombat Eight officially. Uh, you know, but you know, till we get there. Uh, figure this is not a relaxed fit episode. This is. A little bit more focused, though. We thought we'd talk about... More like a loose cut? Loose cut episode. 
<laughs> you got your MK Mythology Sub-Zero. You got your Mortal Kombat Special Forces. What type of game would we like to see and what character would we like to see it focused on? That's our topic today. How dare you forget to mention Shaolin Monks? Well, I mean, I stopped there only because, one, we haven't played Shaolin Monks. Yasin uh, has. We've seen has. And I've we will soon. Dabbled in it. I haven't played it fully yet. I want to. Oh, I thought you I thought it was one of your, your nostalgia bombs, no? No, I I played it back in the day, but I never beat it. Oh yeah, I mean can we say we beat many of the games you played back in the day? It's true. Yeah. I feel like back, I feel like before before two thousand like the only game that I ever beat was probably Sonic Two and maybe Sonic Three. Most of the games I rented, so I never got to beat them. I think the first game I beat was Return to Zork on my computer, and it's an Return to what? Return to Zork, dude. You never heard of that? The fuck is that? Yeah, I've heard of Return to Zork. Jay has. Zork is a famous text adventure game. It pretty much started the text adventure. Famous in quotes. No, literally, it's famous. You'd ask any I'm fucking D and D nerd. <laughs> that's you know, that's Zork a, is. that's a blind spot for me. I don't know anything about. Yeah, it was text adventure games. The Return to Zork was the first graphical one because it was traditionally a, a text adventure game. It started the trend, you know, where you type move west, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, and so Return to Zork was the first one with, they had actors. So it was like an FMV game a little bit. And the oh. pu- the puzzles were impossible. And they were so impossible. I'm like, literally, like, if you played it a day, you never beat it without a guide. They were so impossible that, my mother, seeing how impossible it was, literally went and bought the guide in secret. And when I was, oh. I was having trouble with you, you, you're with a drunk, and you're supposed to know a specific toast that you're supposed to read in like the town halls, like files, to yeah. to do with him, and and you're supposed to pour the drink out in the plant, and you keep repeating the process until he passes out, and then you could take his keys, and he unblocks the the passage into the great underground empire. I couldn't fucking figure it out. So my mom would like <laughs> feed hints to me. And I'm like, how do you know this yeah. shit? And then eventually, you know, as I got farther in the game and the puzzles even get more like just cruel, she just gave me the the guide. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And that was my first lesson in beating the game yourself because I relied on the guide. I beat the game swiftly. And when the end came with this nice little tearful farewell to all the friends you've made along the way, all the characters wave goodbye. I cried. I was like 10, but like, yeah, I cried because I felt I beat the game too fast and not on my own, uh, skill. And yeah, that made an impression on me. You were disappointed. You never recovered since. Never have. Nope. Anywho. Damn. Yeah. I almost want to ask what we've been. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was no. about to say, I just didn't, I never beat a... You would think I would have beat a Mario game, but I didn't beat a Mario game back then. I never have either, sir. My first Mario game I owned... Wait, what? No, I never beat a... I mean, Mario 64 would be the first one. But I... Oh. My first Mario game, you could count Mario Land and Game Boy, but I never beat that. It was Super Mario World and the Super Nintendo. You think I ever beat that shit? Fuck no. Man. I beat, <laughs> I've only ever beat two Mario games in my life. I beat Mario 1, like the original Super Mario Brothers, and I beat Mario 3. It's hard as fuck. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to ask? Oh, I was going to say, like, oh, I might want to ask like what we've been playing lately, but we kind of done a nice little tangent on, on nostalgia instead. 
And I was going to segue I into our topic. But if you do want to, yeah, because like, I just want to say I've been playing. Jay's probably happy I was telling him. I finally picked up Doom Eternal. Yep. Getting through it. Dying a lot. Not in love with the new Doom, but still like it. And, and then you will be very happy, Jay, because I was had free time and I had enough demon killing and I wanted something a little bit more uh, slow paced. And I was saying if I did pick up Dread again and uh, see where I was at. Good. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Good. But yeah, might pick up that some more. It's a Metroid game. That's how it should be. You're just lost. Figure it out. Well, luckily you can leave pins in the map and stuff like that. So I'll figure it out. But anyway, yeah, what y'all been playing? You see? Uh, I've been on a bit of a quest. Uh, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, me getting that analog pocket, uh, with all the, uh, you can play a bunch of like old school, uh, like Game Boy, Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Advanced Games. So I got another device called the Retroid Pocket 3. Uh, well, Retroid what? Pocket 3 Plus. I don't know. Why'd you get another so one? That, well, that one, you can play like PS1, PS2, GameCube games. Oh, okay. So I've been dabbling with that. I got that last month. But it's been a little frustrating because it's still emulation. So you got to... It's kind of finicky to have to like mess with the settings and stuff to get things right. I can't get PS2 games to work with the joystick. Hmm. Like, I can get one joystick to work, but not the other one. And I don't know what's going on with it. I've looked around on Reddit. I've looked online. I've, I can't, like, everybody says the same things. And I've done those, like, settings and, you know, map remapping the controllers and nothing. So I was like, screw it for now. Let me Let me try other systems and see if they work. So I tried PS1 games. They work. And they work with both sticks. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. That's the thing about emulation, man. You always got to tinker. And that's the thing about the Retroid is like, it's not one. uh, It's basically an Android device. So you can put like a a front end to like sort of organize everything. Like, so you can just kind of flip through between like different categories. Like, you know, this is the PS1 screen. This is the PS2. This is the GameCube. But then whenever you go into a game, you tell the device which emulator to use for each console. So you download a bunch of emulators and then you just kind of map which emulator you want to use for which console and all that. So that's why it's like it's a little frustrating because every emulator works differently (laughs) and you have to like set it up. But uh, I got the PS1 to work. So I I tested out with a game called Driver 2, which is basically like a... Oh, I know Driver 2. Yeah, so I tried that one. That that works pretty smoothly. And then uh, I downloaded uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I never played that game. Me neither. Nice. Yeah, my brother. My brother loves that game. So I'm starting to play that now on uh, on the Retroid. Other than that, FIFA as usual, Fortnite as usual. But you got to get back on Fortnite. Uh, I I, I kind of did. I was talking to Elliot uh, at our New Year's party. Uh, you didn't get to go to because you had your cold. Uh, yeah, I went down and visited a uh, college friend family you know with the kids and la- yeah. last time i was there they they dragged me into playing some Fortnite with them you know they they put they gave me their switch light and one was playing on their xbox and the other was playing on something else and at a loss as to what to get them for christmas because i was visiting them for christmas uh they had an amazon wish list but one of them was just arts and craft stuff and the other one was toys so i didn't want like one kid to feel like oh man i got fucking fabric thanks josh uh, their father <laughs> just said, you know, dude, safe bet is just give him, get him a Fortnite gift card, uh, fucking V-Bucks. 
So that's what I did. And in doing that, I was like, I had to bring my Switch along because I know they're going to want to play Fortnite once they find out they could buy the Ninja Turtles and John Wick and whatever the fuck else. So I brought my... Uh, oh, John Wick was so cool, man. He does. He looked... We watched John Wick when I was over visiting them, too. It got me into... That's why I'm playing Doom Eternal, actually. I wanted a game that gave the me the fuck? same feel. I wanted a game that gave me the same feeling of just like... You know? And that, yeah. that was the closest analog. But yeah, so I brought my Switch. We did play some Fortnite. And it got me jazzed a little bit that when I got back home, I practiced a solo round, right? Did not do bad. And I was oh, telling yeah. Elliot, like, next time you're on, Elliot... Uh, but I just haven't uh, synced up with them yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm playing. Other than uh, I started playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. Finally. Because again, never never played the original. I tried it a little bit, but I never played it really. So yeah, I started playing that one recently. And I'm like, I'm like three, four hours in. I'm like, what the fuck is this game about? <laughs> I'm just doing a bunch of like side quests and like I'm catching like uh Little, like cats and uh you know hunting like little like dog monster things out in the scrapyard i'm like when the fuck am i gonna fight freaking sephiroth what the hell isn't that any rpg i've seen a meme that was like the, the beginning yeah. of the rpg oh i need to collect ingredients for the cake the final stage of the rpg we're going to fight god <laughs> 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 it's, it's, I just, it, I, it's been a long time that I since I've played a uh, RPG since probably I mean, outside of like rudimentary stuff like Pokemon, you know? Yeah. So it's like I've I've played Final Fantasy Eight, and I don't remember there being as much like like this has like you you basically have like a job bulletin board that you're doing like a bunch of random jobs. And I guess I can just leave it and then continue with the story. I guess I could do that. I have to figure out how to do that though. But I, was, I figured, like, oh, I might as well get some money so I can upgrade, uh, buy some upgrades and, like, or, uh, you know, get some armor or whatever and then go into the story. So now I'm grinding and that's like, uh, I just want to fight Sephiroth. <laughs> like, uh, I guess speaking of Final Fantasy, I actually, like, not even two days ago, just for fun, I booted up uh, my SNES Mini. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You guys, oh. yeah, you guys know I have that. And I started playing, again, Final Fantasy VI, known as Final Fantasy III here in the U.S. But I've been looking Final... to play that one. Oh, it's so good. It's um, it's my favorite Final Fantasy, bar none. Um, uh, but I've only ever played and beaten it once. And I'm out here, I've done played Final Fantasy X like three, four times with 100 plus hours of game Believe play me. in the course Believe of Believe me, life. I know. I heard that battle music on loop. When I was yep. living, <laughs> yep. What about X two? <laughs> no. I got X two. I did beat X two. I played X two and I did beat it, but I have no desire to play it again. I've been thinking about jumping back in because I bought the remaster on Switch just to play X two. I, I could give a rat's ass about X, but uh, <laughs> Jay, I, why is it? What is it about X two that you like so much? Because it's girl band, cute girls, and silly story, and it's just silly. And, and, like literally, and, I know nothing and, about and it. And everyone so hates that's it. What, literally. <laughs> uh, like, I literally know nothing about it. All I know is that it is about uh, the female characters, but I don't know how it differs from the game. It's a player. continuation after the end of X, but it also character assassinates a couple characters, and that's why people don't like it. And also, it's just silly. Uh, I can't get into it, though, Jay, because, like, I might not just... Because I want to play Final Fantasy VII. I never played it either. It's on Switch. I could play it anytime I want. Final I don't Fantasy know VII I, is good. Yeah, it's like one of the greats. 
Yeah, you should um you should play it. It's good. It's um funny enough, it's actually it's actually like a little far down the list in terms of the Final Fantasies that I've played. My list goes Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy VIII, um, then Final Fantasy VII, then Final Fantasy V, and then Final Fantasy, I guess I, like I hate saying this, but Final Fantasy uh, what thirteen, and I put a big huge asterisk. By I was 13. always interested in thirteen just because lightning looks so cool. But I well, watched the let's play of it, but it looks fucking god awful. It's, it's so it's one of, it, it's one of those games that becomes one of the best Final Fantasies ever made in the last like twenty five percent of the game. But having to play seventy five percent of linear point A to point B, yeah, literally walking enemies, down a hallway. Yeah, walking down a hallway just to get there is just kind of one of those unforgivable things. Like, I'll never play it again. Um, I have no desire to. But getting to, like, in Final Fantasy thirteen, you're on one world, and then at, at a certain point, you go to a second world. And when you go to that second world, the game just magically opens up into this giant sandbox where there's creatures everywhere, and you can fight who you want. There's bosses. There's everything. It's the Final Fantasy you always wanted um 13 to be but never got until this point in the game the only thing about final fantasy 13 that to me is the best ever is that its battle system is so good but it is complicated it is intricate it takes like a good 50 percent of the game for you to accurately learn that battle system that's what i wanted to say too about x2 uh because like i played a little bit of it i played uh, like 10 percent of it and i've been thinking about jumping back in just to but like I don't know if I'm just going to be a Final Fantasy uh, guy, Jake, because like, I I think it's different from X, but I just can't get into that battle system at X2. It's the active battle system. I'm so overwhelmed with it. You know uh, what I'm talking about? I feel you on that. Like The turn-based battle system, I have a lot of nostalgia for. Uh, 10 yeah, because I, the- I love SMT. I, I, yeah. I can totally get into that. Yeah, 10 was the last mainline by, uh, Final Fantasy that I'm aware of that actually had the turn-based system, and I feel like it did the best of it. They've oh. gone to a real-time battle system uh, starting with 11. Yeah, um, or, and that's yeah, what X2 and, uses. And yeah, yeah. And well, no, tw- no, X2 does use a, um, no, a turn-based X2 battle is, system. No, 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 no. X2 is active battle system. That's why I'm having trouble with it. Oh, well, it's, it's different than X. It, but, <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, but I thought, I thought 15 was the one that changed it to like more of an action... Like you're actually like slot like slashing and all that. Yeah, but fifteen, I I tried to get into fifteen, dude. Like I really did, and it does fix a lot of the problems that thirteen had. Like it, you start off in the open sandbox world, but then it has the problems of an open sandbox world that I tend to have issues with. Where like you know you you defeat some enemies in an enemy encampment, you run away, and then you come back five minutes later. That encampment's just back, like it just respawns and. When it comes to open world sandboxes, I want to be a genocidal maniac. If I kill it, I want it to stay dead. Well, that's just the that's just open worlds for you. Zelda has the same thing. I almost kind of want to play fifteen because, much like X two, amuses me. It's just a bunch of dudes on a road trip. <laughs> I've heard sixteen is amazing. Yeah, I really want to play sixteen, but it's on PlayStation. It's not on I Xbox. The, I can't uh, play it. I played the demo and it it looked really cool. But I heard it's not an uh, it's a time exclusive, right? It's going to be on Xbox at some point, right? Yeah, I hope so. Because like you, uh, you seen you mentioned you were playing Final Fantasy VII remake. I want to play remake, and I want to play its inevitable sequel because it's a part one of two kind of thing going on there. I want <laughs> two more like part part two or three. 
They're gonna they're gonna milk like that. that shit. Maybe they will because it's a remake. They're kind of changing the story around a lot, um, which is fine. There's definitely some things there that you can do, but I definitely want to play Final Fantasy VII remake at some point. But again, Xbox, no PlayStation over here, bro. <laughs> so I, I just have to just wait. I just have to wait till it comes out. Sounds like you need, sounds like you need a PlayStation. No, I've made my <laughs> vow. I ain't doing it, man. I I do not game enough to warrant owning all three consoles. That's I, bullshit. I've already got I've already got a Switch and an Xbox, dude. <laughs> like I'm not gonna buy a PS5 just well, for like. Well, sell the Switch. You don't use that shit. <laughs> bullshit. That's some bullshit. I play. When do you use that? I play Smash Brothers occasionally. When is the last time you've turned on the Switch? Three days ago. Hey, there you bullshit. go. <laughs> I also also, dude. You think I'm gonna give up on like on Metroid? Oh no! Oh no! Metroid. Jay's holding on for Metroid Prime Four. Which well, that's never gonna happen. Probably gonna have to it's buy a Switch on two, the Switch three. Yeah, Switch and I'm three. Buy, yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna buy the Switch three on day one just for that game. Like I, I'm that, I'm that much of a loyalist. And then you'll be like me buying buying a Wii for Skyward Sword and just being utterly disappointed. Well, so far, Josh, the only Metroid game that's been disappointing for me is Other M. No other, other M, Metroid game has too. ever ha, has ever been disappointing for me. No, oh, I still need to get Dread. Dread's amazing. You it's should play Dread. I, like I said, I just picked it back up, which there's aspects of it that are disappointing to me, but it, I can't deny the gameplay is good. Do you guys have a physical or did it? I got a physical. I need to buy the physical. I may, I may borrow it from <laughs> Yeah, I'll borrow from either of us. I'm, I'm starting to play it again, so maybe Jay. <laughs> but I'd be willing to lend it to No, not now. I'm not going to play it now. Not now I, got, yeah. I got a backlog, but at some point I want to play it. Also, I was going to say something about uh, Final Fantasy VII remake and how they're doing the plot but i don't want to do another like i already spoiled for you you seen that sheik of zelda yeah whoops yeah don't say shit because i don't know anything don't say about shit. yeah because they, they do some wild shit with it from what i hear but anyway i mean i know one thing about it but it was like something that you know kids were telling were saying everywhere on the playground back in the day or oh yeah the, the someone kills someone else yeah that's that's yeah. not it they they it's it's it, I'm not gonna say anything else. Um, All right, yeah, don't worry about it. This is a good segue though. They're talking about the types of games you're playing lately. Let's slide into talking. Uh, Jay, unless you had anything else to say about what you're playing now besides Phantom. Yeah. I Final mean, Fantasy. obviously, like this goes without saying, but I occasionally like jump in and do some invasion stuff in MK1. Okay, yeah. Run. Before we segue, I, how how are we <laughs> how are we hanging with MK1? I'm gonna fully admit I haven't, I have I haven't not, played it. I haven't played it in like. Two months, I think. Yeah, I jump, I jump in every here and there just to kind of like practice a little bit, and then also to play some invasion modes. But admittedly, guys, like I think I mentioned this earlier, but I've still just been rocking hardcore in Street Fighter Six. I had a couple of sessions with um uh, with oh. um, a mutual friend oh. of ours for the podcast listeners here. Hey, look at that! Um, look at over that. a couple of days ago, and me and him, we played for like five six hours yesterday, and then five what? and then five six hours a couple of days before that. Wow, did some quality time there with a mutual friend. Oh yeah, I haven't like seen it, him like, forever like, too. I don't remember the last time I've hung out with him for five hours straight. <laughs> well, let's, let's play a game five hours. What with, with us? I mean, I hung out with Jay yeah. and played Resident Evil Eight for probably a good four no, hours. No, I'm saying Jay with. Yeah, well, get him on some Street Fighter. He's a street like he's a Street Fighter guy. He. Oh yeah, yeah. We played a few rounds before, but yeah, man, I need to get back into that. I haven't played that in so long. Oh shit, that reminded me of something. Uh, I forgot now. Oh, Tekken Eight. Yeah, Tekken Eight demo, which I oh, will, yeah. which I will not be able to play until after I get back because I'm going on a long trip and all I that play, fun crap. I play a little bit of the demo. Oh, cool! A little bit. How'd you like it? It's 
it looks really good. Um, is it as aggressive as I as I think it is? <laughs> it seems very aggressive so far. I've only played it a little bit because like the only playable characters are like Jin, Kazuya, and I forget who the other one is. It's all just players that I don't really play as, so I'm like I kind of lose interest quickly. But feel of the game feels really good. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't wait to play it, man. Um, I mean, again, I'll be late to the game playing it, but I'll be playing it hardcore once I get back. Yeah, I'll be coming over to your place to play that then. Hell yeah! And yeah, as far as MK, like I'll just tune in in the next season. Like I skipped season two. I was sad I didn't beat season one of Evasions because it's all about Scorpion, right? Uh, want to see my my boy Hanzo, the real Hanzo. Uh, and I, but I didn't. I did get to play Insatiable Baraka Jay. Though and yeah, he was fucking ridiculous. Uh, uh, they give you the tools you need in, in that same arena to actually beat him. Um, yeah, you, you explain. Those... I just I just marched in just to see what it was like, but you know, I I didn't come back and he was gone by then. But like, uh, I just like peek in and like current season season three is like I just look and see what the rewards are for combat league, and if it there's no rewards I'm interested in, so I just checked out. I'll check back in at it's, season four. Uh, I don't care about realize... invasions. How many how many times, Josh? Out of curiosity, did you beat Baraka before he beat you? Like when it resets your health? Like how many uh, times did you beat him? I, I mean, I I got him to where he started to grow, and then I lost. Yeah. So guess there. what? So guess what? After like at, like after he grows, you have to beat him two more times. Say what? So after so when you fight, and this is the same thing with I guess with these same type of boss encounters in MK One. If you fight like say Baraka. Uh, back when he was online, you beat him first time being's pretty easy. Then he throws like a power up on him or something. Then you have to right. Beat him again. I got the, the spears in the sky. Baraka's twice as high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Baraka this... grows, and then you realize that go? his super armor or something you, like that. Hooked. And if you, you're in a pit, if, Mortal Kombat. Mortal oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you beat his giant form, and then afterwards, like he'll shrink back down, but then he'll get super powered. Like he'll get super uh, aggressive, and he'll go into his, aka his final form. I, I just uh, played it for the experience of, of just trying it. I didn't, I didn't seriously go in uh, and try to stock up on the talisman and, and do the thing. Yeah, it's um, it's rough. I mean, but at the same time, there is like a, a challenge for it because when you're running through invasions, most things, if you generally just power up normally, are pretty easy to do if you know your character well. Like, it's not hard, in my opinion. And then you just get to one of those arenas, and all of a sudden, you're just getting skill-checked like yeah. crazy. Um, but it's skill-checked in a way that I don't particularly like. It's not like the NPC is just good at reading your moves. No, it's just random power-ups that you can't predict will just happen out of nowhere. Like a random lightning bolt will just strike you, or like a, some slime will form on the ground and you slip on it, or like, you know, the enemy has super armor that activates on a particular hit that you didn't expect, and then they just counter you. It's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that you just can't predict, and you're just kind of encouraged to use your own talismans um, in that fight. But I never like the talisman option. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. It's it feels kind of like cheap to me. Whenever mm. I do it, I just so, don't want to be bothered with it. Too which, complicated. Anyway, I just forget to do which, it. Which which just to throw this one quick mention in. Um, the Game Awards happened, and Street oh, yes. Fighter VI was the best fighting game of this year, and in my opinion, it very much deserved to be so. And no uh, one's surprised. Oh, yeah. And no, no one was surprised at all. MK1 was nominated, of course, but 
I mean, I love MK1 guys, I do, but it's just like too like too many problems out the gate. Needed about two months more of nursing time, and we still don't have crossplay. So Street Jesus. Fighter Six very much gets it in my book. Yep, and I go on about how you know well even more disappointing this year's game awards was compared to last year's but we've already been going in 30 minutes and i think it's a good time to segue into our actual topic <laughs> finally uh which okay. is yes the, the the mortal Kombat side games specifically character focused ones we've had a few we thought we'd take a, a moment to spitball or maybe nurture some ideas we've already been holding close to our chest uh what we think would be a cool game idea for our favorite character. Like which character deserves to have a Mortal Kombat mythology style game and what type of game it would be basically. And and, hmm. and to get into that, I would ask too, it's like, do we even really need these games? <laughs> we haven't had a really I, good track record. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I mean, do we need them? Uh, I, I, they, they technically could be could be interwoven into like the mainline titles, like in the storylines, I guess, to a degree. But I like the side games. I like the concept it, because it's not unusual for a fighting game franchise that becomes successful to do some kind of like side games. Even Street Fighter has technically kind of done it. I don't know if you guys have ever played Cannon Spike before, um, mm. but nah. that is a very Capcom. I can't say it's like completely centric to the Street Fighter story per se, but it has Charlie from Street Fighter. Of course, it's called Cannon Spike, so Cammy is in it. That was sort of like a, a an action beat 'em up, like a la Special Forces, but instead of like you know just Jacks, you have more people on your team, and you're just running around just beating people up. It kind of was like a Streets of Rage style 3D game at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of an old game, but it's fun, and of course. They're like we already like we've already played on our Twitch stream. Uh, M, uh, NK Mythologies, thank you, Scene. That was wonderful. Yes, thank you. Don't do that. <laughs> and Special Forces again, thank you, Scene, because my dumbass couldn't figure out how to play it on my damn laptop. So you Scene had to do that one, and you Scene likely we, be playing. We we love those games, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, we had good things to say about both of them, but. Yeah, like we kind that, of. That's why I asked this no. question: is like, uh, do we really need them? And I guess the other qu- the the question loading behind that would be like, what aren't they doing right, and what could be changed? And I guess I have to have a little pause there because like apparently Shaolin monks did something right because it's a fan favorite, but uh, me and Jay haven't played I, it yet. Hmm. We haven't played it for the show. I yet. mean, I've only played a couple of levels so i'm not that much ahead of you um i think once we do like more research on the game and the development of it maybe we'll figure it out because i i it just feels like but for example with the mythologies i mean we kind of know why that was you know messed up because like it it came out in that year where you know we had like so many things coming out for mortal kombat they didn't have enough resources to devote to another game so that's pretty much why that game was not, it was very lack And it was the first time branching out. Yeah. And then with, you know, Special Forces, freaking, I don't know. Oh, well, John <laughs> Tobias was kind of like not all there because he was already in the process yeah. of leaving. Exactly. So with Shaolin Monks, it just felt like, I mean, I don't know if they, they it must have been another studio, right? I don't know. Uh, I think it was Midway. 
Well, we haven't researched it, so. Well, another like uh, yeah team. Uh, I, I just wonder because if it's a different team altogether, they were. It seemed like they had more time and put more effort and more passion into like maybe they actually had the resources to contract a a side team to dedicate fully to it so maybe that's why it came out a little better that could be yeah well we'll find out when we research that episode i feel like if we you know if they needed another if they do another side game like that they'd have to give it to a team that's very passionate about not just mortal Kombat, but whatever uh genre they decide to make yeah like if it's a game, if they're going to make a game and they're going to make it like a hack and slash or they're going to make it an RPG, it has to be a studio that's done that before and has done it well mm. in order for it to actually be, you know, properly developed in a way that it feels like an actual game. Like, Shaolin Monks feels like an actual game compared to <laughs> you know, the other two. Yeah. I'm just saying. I feel like it feels like an actual game. I just had to laugh. But yeah, I know you're right. Well, it says developers Midway Los Angeles. Okay. Wow, Los Angeles. But I know Midway was based in uh, Chicago. Chicago, so of course. Yeah. It was like a, so it was just a different team, I guess? Sounds like it. Uh, let me see. Uh, you guys keep talking. I mean, and I guess uh, that would beg the question is like, why is that game so beloved? What did it do right? Uh, and I don't know. I don't know yet. I think there's like an evolution between mythologies, special forces, and then Shallon monks. And I kind of, I can't really elaborate too much on this because I have like we haven't, I haven't even watched gameplay of Shallon monks, much less played it. But I, I still maintain the idea that special forces, objectively and technically, is kind of an improvement over mythologies because <laughs> mythologies at least has charming, dumb fun to it. But it has dumb fun because it's one of those games that's fun to watch people play, but not to play yourself. Um, I think that's kind of it's it's one of those accidentally fun games just to kind of watch but not play. While the special forces, I feel like is a bit more intricate in its mechanics, but it's not as fun to watch as Mythologies is. I think that's just kind of the difference between the two. With Shaolin Monks, if it's been considered more of like a better game, then obviously it's like getting more fundamentals correct. Like it's got better pacing. It's probably got better mechanics. It's absolutely probably got better graphics and a better team dynamic um, as opposed to the first-person adventure perspective of uh, Special Forces would be, like I guess, my first intuitive guess. But... To answer a question, Josh, that you had earlier, I actually think that MK could benefit from more side games, but you need the right premise and you need the interest. Now, I personally don't feel that there is demand for this because when NetherRealms took it over, I feel like their focus is solely on the mainline MK games, and then if they want to do... Uh, side stories I feel like they'll explore other avenues for doing that maybe we might see another comic come out um, in the future but we haven't done that since MK10 uh, we could pu- we could potentially see like um, you know like how like invasions work in MK1 which are kind of a storyline uh, you could probably see some interwoven side quests sort of like thrown in there I feel like MK1 opens up a lot of potential for a lot of those storylines if they just choose to do them in an interesting manner. But I feel like they'll be interwoven in the mainline game as opposed to a completely separate separate purchase kind of side game at this point in time. Yeah, you're probably right. Because like now with uh, MK11's Crypt and now with MK1's Evasion Modes, they are kind of flexing their outside the fighting game loop muscle and, and just yeah. experiment with that. And there probably, you're right, isn't demand from... Because yeah... 
Shaolin Monks was the last MK side game. But what 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 if we what if they did another one? I think someone could, you know could what, nudge them into doing another one just for the hell of you it. You know, you know what they would have to do. Um, they'd have to do an interesting marketing campaign on it. And here's what I would suggest. You remember Josh? Back in the day when Metroid Prime came out, they released Nintendo released Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime on the GameCube and Metroid Fusion on the yeah. Game Boy Advance, and you could link them up, and you got the Fusion suit in Metroid Prime. They did mm-hmm. that whole thing. So, because of I guess the popularity of you know of DLC content, or like it could be like new costumes, cosmetics, or things like that, you know, that would be a way to sort of integrate it. So, like, if you were going to do, say, an MK, theoretically anyway, like an MK2 in the MK1 timeline, and you released a side game on it, then you, then that side game, whatever character you choose to focus on that side game, would obviously have a different costume, a different set of, like, mechanics and look to them, and then that look could be imported into the newer version of MK if they release kind of like somewhat alongside each well, other so that way you could get like a, an incentive like a little cross platform that wouldn't be too far there. off from what mythologies is meant to be because mythologies and MK4 basically were telling uh two ends of a story like MK mythology story was connected to 4 so that that it was kind of the side bonus thing like hey here's what led up to what happened of MK4 and yeah. Shinnok being released they could do something like that again maybe well, also that was back in the day as well, but you know, and, and and if you and I guarantee you, Josh, most people who played MK4 and mythologies probably could. I'm just going to take a guess; they probably couldn't make the connection unless they were hardcore MK fans. That I don't know, Jay. I think it's pretty effing obvious because MK4, the new villains are Shinnok, Renegade, Elder God, and Quan Chi. And who are the villains in MK <laughs> Shinnok and Quan Chi? MK Mythology showed us how Shinnok got locked up in the first place. MK4 shows us how he done broke out. Yeah, so I'll, I I could be completely wrong on that, but of course I'm kind of viewing it from someone who didn't really play a lot of MK4. I not like I ever beat it until we played it, you know, recently, you know, together uh, for for the purpose of this podcast. And I never played Mythologies either, <laughs> so it's I'm kind of lost in that realm. But with today's mar- like with today how marketing is done to try to advertise your game, and especially if it's a side game. You know, I just kind of feel like that that would be a natural progression of how you would do it. You would probably release a teaser for it, for whatever it is. And when the teaser comes out, you would say, pre-order this game now. You'll get this code for this costume that you can put in this current MK game. And then that, and then whatever costume that is will be for that character. And then, you know, you could also preface it by saying, this game over here, this side game, takes place after you beat this current MK game, and then it kind of continues the story. But I think you'd have to make the case for a very strong narrative story that ends a little bit on a cliffhanger, where you know another game is coming out, but then until that new game comes out, you have this side story kind of going on. So I think you have to pre-plan like two or three games down your pipeline, make those games, and then interwove like side games that come out um, that kind of like get the whole picture of the story, if you know what I mean. I yeah. think that's how you'd have to do it. Boy, I wish I would have. That's very good point, Jay. I wish I would have been on that uh, that thought track when I was thinking up uh, what my ideal game w- idea would be. Because guess what? We're gonna we're gonna spitball some what we would think would be a good idea for MK side game for a specific character. And boy, Jay, if I had thought uh, uh, what you were thinking about tying into a mainline game, my idea would have been a lot more intricate. But unfortunately, I don't think there's a way I could tie it into what MK2 
would be. But yeah. Um, you see, was there something you said you were, you, hold on, you were going to say something or was I forgetting something? Oh, I was looking up, uh, Shaolin Monks, like the development of it a little bit. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it was that team, uh, in LA, but they were fans of adventure games. So that's probably why, that why they were so invested in this style of game. Uh, fans of, uh, or did they have any under their belt or was this their first one? Well, I don't know if they had it in, I don't know if they, it didn't say which team. So, I mean, like as far as like what they did, I have to look into it more. Mm. But yeah, they 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 were fans of uh, adventure games, and apparently this was an incentive by the then president of Midway. Said Shaolin Monks is the first step towards delivering something that Mortal Kombat fans have been calling for: a new game set in the MK universe every year. Wow! Yeah! Wow! That didn't that go didn't far. Go far yeah, <laughs> weren't quite at the Disney Marvel levels yet. Nah. But it could. I mean, Netherrealm, I'd still maintain that when it comes to fighting game storylines, MK is surprisingly one of the better ones. Yeah. Storyline wise. I mean, MK1 kind of proved that, you know, despite. That's why, that's why I like the franchise. Yeah, despite like third act criticisms that we all have for that storyline, the, the first two acts of that of MK1 storyline were like gold. I was, I was even you know, praising it. I'm like, wow, this storyline is actually good. I'm totally into this. And then it kind of like went into predictable Cornyville, but that's a separate story. But still, you could make a overarching narrative storyline for MK with a lot of potential, like there's all the potentials there. You've got a, you literally have a multiverse of worlds at this point. So why not try it? Um, Yeah. And you know, with the whole idea of invasions, you in theory could make a side game from that. It could branch off. This I'm thinking in more like modern contexts, but I mean in theory, if Netherum wanted to just create like some crazy action adventure game or like you know like a beat 'em up game or something like that, like it, try that whole thing again as a side game. Yeah, you could do it. Um, I don't know again how successful it would be. I think you'd have to really tie it into something into one of the uh, mainline yeah. MKK games to really kind of sell it. Like whatever uh, we whatever we come up it. with here, I don't think is going to probably be marketable. But hey, I could be surprised. Maybe it would be. But you're right, Jay. It probably the best way to do it would be to tie it into the next game. You know? I, I don't I even know if that's a thing now. Like the Metroid Prime, Metroid Fusion. Who else did it? Uh, you know, they've done shit like that to tie in like two two different releases. But I don't know if that's a thing now or not. I mean, if you really want to go like super classic, uh, one of the greatest gaming uh, campaigns of all time, in my opinion, is uh, is when Sonic 3 came out. You had the Sonic 3 and then Sonic and Knuckles, and you could combine mm-hmm. the cartridges on the Sega Genesis and That's make it That's what I'm talking about. Stick it in your Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it was amazing. It was the coolest thing ever. That like Nothing else has ever been really kind of like done like that i mean obviously we now have digital and then cds at this point so you, you kind of can't do it but man back in the day the idea of putting a cartridge on another cartridge to expand your game that unreal like at the time that that, that was blowing people's minds yeah <laughs> and i still think that's one of the greatest things ever and then if that you was a good marketing thing and then if you were super like super obnoxious you t- you had your game genie that you put on top <laughs> of the sonic and knuckles <laughs> thing and then you had this little game tower on top of your genesis it looked so ridiculous <laughs> also better also better if you had a sega cd and a sega uh 32x <laughs> and you put it all together you stacked it up yep. like a big tower yep. yeah it was 
It like like you know to go back to Final Fantasy VII, you basically created the uh, uh, the Shinra building from Final Fantasy VII. That's what you totally did. That big. I think, I think because you know they had the Sega like mini or the Sega Classic. Yeah, uh, Genesis Classic, right? I think somebody on Etsy made attachments for that. Oh my god! Where you could stack it all up together, even it's just aesthetically. So they just basically three D printed it, and you could just you could basically Voltron combine it all. <laughs> It, with the with the mini, that's amazing. Yeah, I would get that if I could play uh, Heart of the Alien, which is a sequel to speaking of adventure games. Out of this world, great game. You seen I made you play it. I was watching a let's play yeah, of it today. Uh, there was a sequel. I think it was only on Sega CD. It's like I, I I would be okay for that if they maybe include some more games in it too. Well, you can always you know put the games in there. Yeah, yeah, like Jay's Super Nintendo, which I guess should be said Jay's or mine. Jay's. Or I meant his like SNES Mini. You got one? No, I got my. I've 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 added games to my my Genesis. Classic. Yeah, because Jay's got uh, Jay said he was playing Final Fantasy six or three, whichever you prefer, or four or whatever. I know the title changes. I don't even know if that's available on the actual SNES Mini, but Jay has the one with like extra games loaded on. So if anyone's confused about that, yeah. But that's like oh, well, this is all a good segue into now. We're almost a full hour in. Let's. Do we have ideas? Do we have? Do we have ideas that we could uh, bring to Netherrealm and tell them, hey, man, maybe you should check out this uh, Sindel Cooking Mama game I got proposed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Sindel Cooking Mama game? Yeah, Honestly, man. Josh, I like that idea. Long-standing <laughs> franchise. Might as well throw mix it Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, it should be Bo Right Show. Mm. Yeah, Bo Right Show. No, well, no, no Bo Right Show be- would be the Valhalla bartender game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, but dude, I love that. Bowright Show and Sindel, that could be like Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. That'd Holy be great. shit. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Jay, that is a perfect pairing right there. They are the same dynamic. Oh, yeah. we did it. All right. Yeah, thank you. Cooking yeah. <laughs> Mama, Sindel and Bowright Show. Yep. Oh, Bowright Show is like, you could put more wine in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking yeah, lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it you would... can put wine in lasagna, but anyway. Yeah, it, you absolutely can. I, I wouldn't recommend it, but you totally can. <laughs> but but yeah, no, dude, that would be great. Just imagine like all like the crazy stuff that Sindel would make. And because it's like, because it's Mortal Kombat and it's Outworld, she'd probably put like eyes and arms and like a random scorpion spear in there for whatever unknown reason. <laughs> and Bo Show would probably be like, it just needs more wine. Yeah, it just <laughs> so. needs more wine. And he'd be like leaning over it and probably like, Oh God! I don't want to get fucking toilet. You know, I was gonna say puke would be dribbling out of his lip and fall into the pot, but he just wouldn't care. He'd stir it all in. Anyway, oh that's gross. I shouldn't say. Yeah, that's <laughs> gross. But but aside from what I think, the winner of this whole idea, that we, which is Josh's idea, like he's the winner. Nothing else I'm gonna come come up with even comes close to this uh, because mine's too serious. But uh, the one idea that I had that I really wanted to do is that because I was so impressed with um uh with uh with the arcade ending of Reptile and MK1, mm. I want a side game of 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 Reptile doing whatever the hell he was playing. Why did I know you were gonna MK1. like focus towards a Reptile focus I, game? Yeah, I told you, man. Well, because like like we've got like like we had like a and honestly, Jay, game. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 
Yeah, because like Reptile is like one of these, uh, like in my opinion, like tragic characters that has much more backstory than I think that was ever really intended because he just has this super interesting dynamic where as he goes from game to game, at least in the old timeline, he just keeps regressing more and more and more from a human to a reptile and then eventually becomes like the whole like, you know, avatar of Onaga at the end, which I think is actually kind of cool. That's a different topic for another day. But in the new MK1 storyline, he is a shapeshifter and he represents a tribe of people that has been done the wrong thing only to find out at the end of the arcade mode, if you beat it with him, um, he finds out that there's a conspiracy going on within his own tribe and the people that can shapeshift of his race are being killed like sort of assassinated one by one and he has to figure out why. And now that he is the ambassador... Um, at the end of the arcade mode like he now has the power to really investigate this and i want to see a storyline where he tries to solve this mystery um, to make a game about that like you could see the combat in it to where he has to, maybe you could make a mechanic to where in some instances he has to be a human and in others he can shapeshift to a reptile and maybe you have to do a mechanic where you have to shapeshift back and forth between reptile and human to get through certain parts of the game um, and then also, much like mythologies, you learn different combos as you progress through the game. Like you level up yourself and learn other moves. Uh, I'd love to see something kind of like that and how that kind of breaks down. Because that would position at the end of that game for Reptile to be in a different sort of like, I guess, status by the time the next MK comes out to continue his storyline. So I would love to see something like that. And you can introduce all different types of characters in there too. Like, you know... Uh, Quan Chi oh, yeah. could potentially be a villain for that one since he's back like obviously you could because Reptile it was at one point the avatar of Onaga maybe the Grand Conspiracy could be a big Onaga Conspiracy because we talked about how we, we oh and that we could thought, tie into an MK2 yeah that could tie into or an MK2 because I have a very strong feeling that whatever next MK game that NetherRealms decides to do, I feel like Onaga will be the main villain because why not? They've redone all the other villains besides Onaga in the NetherRealms world. But I I can just see it coming. So that to me would just be interesting if if a side game with Reptile in it as it stands after MK1 would sort of be the catalyst to lead into the next MK game and kind of like, you know, set up Onaga as the big bad for that one. And make Reptile more of like a main character uh, in that game as opposed to like just a side one like he was in MK1. So that would be like a side game that I would want, at least currently in this current generation. My fun one that I would want to do, and you guys won't like this, but it is a Special (laughs) Forces related one, kind of. But God damn it, no one wants that. Well, I would I just want to say, from... Jay, before you segue in, I know you're tuned to doing two ideas, but you're describing a reptile is making me think of like all those detective games that are like on the 3DS, like yeah. Hotel Dusk and shit like that. Yeah. And with Shattered Memory or whatever, just there's be fighting involved. But what if you made it like a detective game? Or... Yeah, you could. That'd be so cool. Anyway. But, but in this case, it's special forces related, but I don't want to tell it from the perspective of the special forces. I want it to be a villain game. I want it to be the Black Dragons. Mm-hmm. So my idea, idea would, yeah, my idea would be like your Kano. You got your Black Dragons. You got your lame ass Raiko guy or whatever. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, Jarek. Yeah, Jarek. Um, you got him um, in there too, oh, and it's basically yeah, Raiko, Kano. Raiko is cool. It's basically like. Kano and Jarek and crew or whatever 
basically uh, working with Outworld to, you know, basically stop the good guys. Like, because usually in a game, you're all about stopping the bad guys because bad guys are doing the bad thing. Well, what if an MKK, what if it's an MK game where you're just like, hey, you're just, you're just villains and you're here to do bad crap. Like, you're going to crash a wedding and kill everybody. <laughs> you're going to rob, like, you're going to rob an Outworld bank and you're just going to spend the money and then do hookers and blow. I don't know. Like, yeah, actually, that, like that. that was, I had a similar idea, Jay. This was like on my C list is like, yeah, no one wants special forces. Well, Kano, just make a, a Black Dragon game, but it's GTA. Yeah, uh, GTA just, and Outworld. <laughs> you might have Outworld and Earth. Kano goes both. But yeah, maybe make it like mission-based, like you're supposed to do weapons deals and stuff like that. Or you could just go, yeah, fly an airplane into something. Holy yeah. Yeah but, yeah, but I mean, like you're Kano, and you're just doing this just for, you know, because like Kano is this dude that I don't really think has super high ambitions to rule the universe he just wants just to do crime and have fun that just that's the kano that i yeah, kind of know kano in a nutshell. Um, you know I, and that's what i would kind of want this game to be he's just trying just to bring the black dragons back to their former glory so he could like go through and defeat a whole bunch of special forces like imagine like you're like kano's the protagonist and then you have to fight sonya the antagonist and <laughs> you're and then the game actually wants you to root for Kano in this situation. That's <laughs> what I kind of want to see. I think that'd just be a lot of fun because it would just be different. You're adding like more dynamic to the Black Dragons and their rivalry with special forces. Yeah, uh, I'd be down for that. I'd be behind that. I'd be in for that. Yeah. yeah see, so, something like that I think would actually be pretty cool as like a side game. I know. I know that like most of the MK fandom um, is tired of the special forces unit, which I I don't inherently disagree with, but I kind of miss you know. Kano being the badass villain that I know he can be. So I kind of want to see more of that. So you, what would you call this genre? I guess, yeah, uh, kind of, would it be open world? Kind of like GTA? Or? Uh, I mean, originally I had it as, like, as kind of like a um, like a third-person adventure, kind of like Special Forces in a way, but obviously much, much better. Like, I would want something to where you utilize a lot of Kano's moves to sort of, like, get by. So, of course, he's got the ball roll. You would use that for... Uh, not only as a fighting move, but also for moving from one platform so to another. So it'd be like kind of Samus, maybe? Maybe you could get a little into bit. tight spaces. Yeah. yeah. But I do kind of like, Josh, your idea of like making it like almost like a GTA kind of game where you're like in your hideout and then you have to like do some crimes just to get your rep up. Like maybe you have like um like a reputation meter that you have to get up at a certain point. And then once it's high, once it's high enough, the special forces are going to start coming after you. And then you have to sort of like defend your territory from their invasion and you know, and, and basically fight them off. And then eventually, once you fight them off, Outworld contacts you and then wants you to help them conquer Earth. So you agree to do that. Then you go into Outworld and you basically have to do the same thing. You have to increase your rep um, in Outworld. So maybe nice. you form alliances with like Baraka's tribe or something. Um, or like you make, you make a secret backroom deal with Melina, um, who's sort of like trying to figure out a way to absurd Sindel's rule and Katana's rule from MK1 if you want to make it in the modern era. And then you just kind of go through this whole spiel to where you're just about recruiting people, adding more to your ranks, and then making backroom deals and stuff and doing the whole GTA thing. I'm smiling while you're saying cool. this. I think that would be hilarious fun. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> also, if you did it, if you did it more like Saints Row, you could get more wacky with it. Because Saints Row is like GTA, but like 
with a sense of humor. I well, more I'll be honest. Humor. I've never played GTA ever. It doesn't have a sense of humor. I thought it was all about yeah. that. No, it does. It has more of a dark humor. It has humor for sure, but uh, Saints Row. It used to be. It tried to be the more realistic version of GTA, but then by the time it got to Saints Row Three, they went all out the window, and then at, at, somehow, I think you're either you're fighting the president at one point or you become the president. I can't what remember. The fuck? And then there's like, you, you're like flying a VTOL jet and all that. It's like, but then you go into like a matrix type uh, thing in, inside of the network or whatever. And you're like basically Neo. What the fuck? And it's like, wow. Okay. That's, that's all sorts yeah. of crazy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I have a few ideas, but they're all like, just like, inklings of an idea really um the first one as you guys know i love the game sifu i think i've said this before i'm not sure you've talked about sifu but i would love yeah you talked about sifu but i would yeah but i would love a sifu type game but with kung lao of course just have him you know rip it through like i don't know nether realm people or whatever going into like people like infiltrating like fortress or whatever and just doing kung fu everywhere like just that close quarters angle you know very high quality like high high quality action yeah. intricate like fight moves and stuff like that i because when that game came out especially on pc everybody did mods of it they did like neo mods nice. like where they made it into like neo or uh they made him into like the green ranger and had him fighting a bunch of people so, so here's another one, slightly kung fu ish, um, but I'm just gonna say three things. Mm. Well, maybe two things. Kenshi, Soulsborn. Oh, Soulsborn. I don't know what that means. I'm not. So basically, like Elden Ring, Bloodborne type of game. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But with Kenshi. Okay. You know, I had Kenshi thoughts while I was thinking up the. Uh... Well, I still don't know which Bloodborne fucking me. Basically, kind of like a, 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 dare I say, open world adventure RPG ish, but with Kenshi. Basically, yeah. There's a lot of shit you could do with Kenshi. But yeah, it's something, just something, an action adventure game with him, or an RPG Souls like game with like either Kenshi or who else would be a good person for that? Trying someone like weapons based, and I feel like he's the. When you think of a weapons based character, he's kind of the big one. I think Striker. Sorry, <laughs> like a yeah, like really. <laughs> he's got a baton. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Kenshi is his sword. Um, so something like that, where a, a single player like a character action game with Kenshi would be really cool. It could either be like a Souls like type of game, or it could be like a. Hack and slash Devil May Cry type Ooh. of game. Well, you piqued my interest. But my, yeah, that see that would be cool. Like just slashing through demons and whatnot. Yeah, it'd be cool. My weird idea. Mm-hmm. Getting interested. Have any of you watched the movie Shaolin Monks? Not Shaolin Monks. Shaolin Soccer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. So Shaolin Soccer, but with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> So, like, Mario Strikers, basically? Mario Strikers, but with, you know, 
Mortal Kombat and all their powers and stuff. Dude, that's that's what? a game that sells itself right there. Like, here I am thinking, like, Jay's idea, your initial idea, my idea uh, that I haven't said yet, might not be marketable. And I wish I would have thought how Jay thought it out, like, how to market it in with, a like, a parallel game. But fuck it. MK Sports game? Instant sellability. Fuck. Actually, what you could do it is that, like, uh, much like Armageddon did, uh, uh, did combat cars. Like, you could you could throw it in the game that way too. It could be an add-on. <laughs> like, I think oh yeah, just fun. do a DLC to play a uh, combat striker. What would you call it? Mortal Kombat soccer? combat strikers. I think combat, combat strikers. Combat sounds awesome. strikers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. I like that a hell of a lot. Or like, or maybe not to like. I guess I don't know. If, I don't think there's copyright issues, but maybe not to make it make it not so much like Mario Strikers. Like call it like Combat Soccer or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> combat <Strikers> Football <laughs> is a copyright thing or football. Yeah, good old fashioned football combat. American football. Football, football combat. combat. <laughs> yeah, um, football combat. <laughs> Just something basically th- do every spin-off Mario game, but with Mortal Kombat. Or, yeah. you can think of it more aligned of NBA Jam Mortal and Kombat NFL Blitz, Golf. both midway games, where they took boring sports and made it just a tad bit more fantastical. You know? Yeah, He's on exactly. fire! Yeah. I mean, hell, Scorpion's already in NBA Jam, I think, as a secret Dude. character. Dude, I would totally play the hell out of, like, some Combat Golf. The combat, like, combat the golf, golf courses would be... Yeah, dude, the com- <laughs> like, like, dude, oh, like, uh... Dude, dude, the golf courses would be an outworld. I want to see an outworld golf oh, course. Dude, the, course the, the courses would be insane. Dude, yeah. The yeah. courses would be a hell of a lot. You think of like Can you Florida imagine? golf courses of alligators while well, here, hold my beer. It's kind of the same thing yeah. as Netherworld. <laughs> and, get, and dude, think of all the fun ideas you could have. Like imagine like like one of the courses is um, um is the living forest. And then if you hit the ball into the trees, like the forest they just eat, eat. Yeah, yeah. They just eat the ball. Uh, <laughs> and you, you're oh man, this is actually a good idea. That's an excellent idea. Netherrealm, I hope like, you're listening. Mortal Kombat Golf is a fantastic Just make idea. a whole Mortal Kombat sports line. Like, like fucking Wii Sports. Scorpion, Scorpion would like hit his golf ball with his sword. Or, you know, if it goes too far and he wants to bring it back, he'll just use his spear to bring Get it back. Get over here. Like, just, or, yeah. he'll, or he'll hit, like, his opponents, he'll just cheat and just, you know, spear their uh, ball to make them go back farther or whatever. <laughs> Dude. You know, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, who, who, would, who, would, who would do portals? Would it be, I guess it would be Raiden. Raiden, yeah. Ermac, um, um. Ermac would be in the game. He would insert a soul into the golf ball so it rolls by itself. <laughs> oh, it would be like that old... Uh, there was an advertisement for like an old golf game, I think, in like GamePro or whatever, where mm-hmm. it had the ball like in flames, but it had a face and it was like yelling. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I could see that being... <laughs> that would, that's what all I'm thinking of when you mentioned whatever. GamePro and golf. All I was thinking was the April Fool's uh, issue of GamePro... Where they highlighted uh, O.J. Simpson's uh, search for the real killer golf tour. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> uh, or like if you can't like if a... you can't hit, you must acquit. Oh no! <laughs> and then, and oh, then no. also and also Josh like like what like what they could do is that maybe there's like a timer because obviously in golf you have like um uh, you have pars so you'd have like birdie eagle um par and then you have like your par one par two par three um or whatever but if you miss but if you don't get if you don't hit the ball in in a number of shots you get auto fatality oh like, yeah like and test your might yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta put the mortal in there combat mortal golf 
Dude, this is a marketable this is a marketable idea. Dude. I'm serious. I'm serious here. Soccer. How is that not golf, been done? Yeah, how is it? The not fact been that done? You, you I mean, you could aim your golf ball at your opponent's head and like blow it off. Oh my god, yeah. Dude. Like it could be like regular golf, but it also you're still attacking your your <laughs> opponents. Right, because the goal is, you know, to end their life, apparently. Exactly. And get par or whatever. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah, it'd be fun. We got a good thing going here. Imagine if that was Invasions. Yeah, right? dude, that would be amazing. That's what I said. Yeah, invasions, if that was Invasions. I like the idea of Invasions from the trailer because it had so many game modes, but actually playing it is kind of boring. What if it was is Mario Party? but more, It's Mortal Kombat oh. Party. Dude. Mortal Kombat Party. Dude. Just just take every, you know, idea from Nintendo and just slap Mortal Kombat. I mean, everyone copies Nintendo anyway. Yeah. They invented the Rumble Pack now. Rumble Pet Rumble is standard. Uh now everyone's trying to make a handheld console, you know. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Tennis. Mortal Kombat Tennis. Yeah, what other sports you could do? Mortal Kombat Tennis. Uh fucking <laughs> Uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat visits the Winter Olympics. <laughs> God. Mortal Kombat X Games, baby. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Crochet. Crochet? <laughs> what? Why not? That could be a nice little gyro game where you like you, you have to use a joy Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk X Mortal Kombat. Yep. Yeah. I could yeah. actually I could like realistically see that happening. Dude, man. I hope I hope but I, I steal our ideas. I hope someone steals one of these ideas. See well, we're kind of no, stealing specifically, the... specifically Ed Boon. Yeah, specifically yeah. Ed Boon. But we're already kind of stealing the idea from Nintendo games and just slapping Mortal Kombat on it. Yeah, so, so we already did the, the the we already did the dangerous part. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll take the fall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Nintendo's a big company, and they got big lawyers. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Josh. Well, like, what were some like, what were some of your ideas? I, like, we haven't even talked about your ideas yet. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're kind of going round earlier. table here, but uh, I mean, unless you seen, did you have anything to finish that off uh, after that wonderful idea of Mortal Kombat uh, soccer, i.e., nah, golf that's, and that's, all that? No, nah, that's that's pretty much that's me. Okay, that's all I got. I think that's a winner. Uh, <laughs> just flat out, I might as well just end this recording right now. No, um, <laughs> I mean, of course, my initial idea would be like. Of course, Josh wants to do a Scorpion game, but honestly, I don't know how you would do an exciting Scorpion game. And technically, uh, Mythology Sub-Zero already kind of was partially that because it showed us Scorpion's, you know, how he died. It's like, I guess a Scorpion game would end up being like his pre-getting-killed days, and it would just be basically like a samurai game or maybe you go out or an assassin game where you go out and do a set, you know, hits and stuff like that. And that might be cool in its own, but... That's not my main item. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, you, you said that uh, it would be his life before he became Scorpion, where he's like just Hanzo with his family. and you know, Yeah. On his like... I just I just pictured like Scorpion in a Sims game. <laughs> well, I was thinking actually doing <laughs> missions, you know? But yeah, you, maybe you come home and you have to do familial management, you know? But... <laughs> Combination Sims slash Hitman. Okay, maybe we got a thing going there. 
But when I was ooh hmm, ooh that that hits a, a hitman type of game. Yeah, well, that's what I think. Like it would be cool, like, like to, a ninja hitman game. Yeah, it, to do missions as Scorpion, that would be kind of cool. It wouldn't connect much to Mortal Kombat though, unless you want to retcon a whole bunch of shit of him getting involved of Outworld. But if you just like dash all that shit to the side, he's just no, he's an assassin. Go yeah, go do some things. You don't have guns though. You got to throw your spear. Get him in the neck. Oh, it could be it could be a stealth like yeah like, I mean it could be like like Splinter Cell. What was that game? Tenchi Tenchu. Tenchu. It was yeah. Like a game like the PS2 era where it was like stealth, but you were like a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. You had to do missions where you had to like stay in the shadows and you know all that. Or all your Tom Clancy games, just kind of a combination of that. But yeah, mm. feudal Japan. That might be cool. Actually, I, I like how you excited you are about that idea because that was my throwaway idea, <laughs> my real idea. I, I I just love the idea of him like sneaking around and like spearing people in the shadows and all. It that would pretty could be pretty cool. And actually, as far as Scorpion's character goes, I want to see more of him being the son of a bitch again. Because Scorpion's kind of ah. been molded into such a virtuous person. Okay. I mean, he, yeah. he he's never been a bad guy, really, but. We forget that his profession is killing. The bad guy. He might be a good husband. He might good be a good father. But at the end of the day, he went to hell for a reason. He's a killer. So let's let's see him being a killer. Behind. Behind. Yeah. yeah. I'm, maybe this is the idea. Another wrong. Hope you're listening. Uh, but like I said, that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't my primary idea. Believe it or not. But I like how tickled you were. Okay. My primary idea was picking my most uh, favorite of the newcomers, Aaron Black. Oh. Yeah. Making a Western? Making a Western game? Basically, yeah, except without World, because Aaron Black's backstory is, you know, he 1800s or whatever, he was, you know, living in Texas, uh, lived up hard, killed his own daddy, shot a hummingbird out of the air from 100 yards of his revolver, and then wandered and found a portal to Outworld, and he ended up there. So basically, Red Dead Redemption. You just take Red Dead Redemption. Starring oh, Aaron Black. Black in there. Yeah, just make an open oh, world yeah. game. And you maybe start out in Earthrealm, but you quickly cross over into Outworld and you start doing Outworld jobs. Like, go shake up this Tarkatan camp, uh, get them to move out and stuff like that until you get, you know, Kotal Khan's forces or whatever he ends up with. And just make it like a mission-based open world game of Aaron Black. But oh, man, now, cool. now that I'm saying this, I think the Scorpion idea actually sounds kind of cooler. <laughs> Honestly, well, it could be cool in that you know when he's in Outworld, the more jobs he does in Outworld, the more upgrades he gets that are more supernatural. Yeah. So then he comes back to Earth. You can go back between Earth and Netherrealm, and when you go to Earth, you have an advantage because you have all these like oh god Netherrealm powers and, you, and all. You're that. making me think of Shadow Man, a game I keep constantly mentioning because it's a really yeah. good game. Because you go back and forth between the live side and the dead side. But you don't get to take mm. your dead side powers here. But this would be cool. It'd be kind of a Metroidvania thing. It's like, oh, I have Tarkatan acid in a bottle now. Now I can melt this wall in Earthrealm and get whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are both good ideas. And, and, and the only other one I had, too, was like maybe a, maybe a Katana game, right? This is, this is a good one. It, it'd be another kind of uh, stealth assassin game maybe not so much stealth because there would be like uh more uh trying to put up air like have you ever any of y'all ever play mission impossible on n64 there's a playstation version too but i think it was different uh no i think i i played a demo of a ps2 
Oh no, I'm talking about the back when the first movie came out. So like, there's a whole level where like you're calmly walking in like a party, and you're trying to infiltrate it, and you gotta like knock someone out in the bathroom stalls and wear a mask. It's very stealthy, but not actiony, at least for that level. You 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 know yeah. you're you're doing actual spy shit, not James Bond shit. That could be part of this game because my idea, Katana, specifically in the timeline of the MK2 tournament. When she's trying to, you know, be her position as princess, but also helping out the Earthrealmers and the Sly. So it could be you wandering around uh, Outworld and, and Shao Kahn's estate and shaking off Reptile and Melina, who might be like getting onto you and having secret meetings of Liu Kang and just this kind of spy game of your katana and your katana. So you're like a ninja. So you might do some Assassin's Creed shit here and there, like sneak through through Ooh. buildings. And shit, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. Especially like like messing with the idea of like camouflage or like you know yeah you know putting on different outfits to do. I mean, it it sounds like a hitman game. Yeah, once again, guns. seems I'm I'm favoring towards these kind of stealthy adventure games. Yeah, that makes me want to play Hitman. I've never played a single Hitman. I I I played the third one back in the day. But then they did like a, a re like remake not remakes like a reboot, and I played the first one. It's really good. Really, yeah. It was very open in the sense that like there are levels and you can. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with every game, but this one it gave you way more freedom. There's way more ways to do the same objective. Interesting. So even if you get through you know one way, it may not be the most interesting way because there may be other ways to do it that go a little bit of ways around involves more people involves more you know strategy and you get to the same objective but it's also like each mission has like three or four different ways to actually beat it yeah so it's very it's very like intricate in how you can you can basically do it in any way you want to do it. And then you can go back and do it a different way and you get a completely different experience. That's like ultimate game design. That's a game should do. It's that's why people that's why people love the the reboot so much that came out a few years ago. Also the fact that they basically made it three games in one. Because there's Hitman one, two, and three, but if you got it all together, it's basically one giant game. Neat. Because it's the same engine. And they, they released it like in episodes like Hitman 1 is like episode 1. Hitman 2 is episode 2, Boy, et cetera. I, I got to go on Nintendo.com here and see if there's a Hitman, any Hitmans released on Switch. Probably not. I think I think the Hitman, the first the first reboot came out in 2016, I oh, think. Oh, there we go. Hitman 3 Cloud version. I mean, it's going to look better than... I mean, I played Resident Evil 7 and 8 in Cloud. It was fine. Uh, I might check that out. It's a free download, too. What's up with that? How's it free? Oh, I don't know. It's not loading when I click on it. I'll check that out later. But okay, Hitman. Yeah, but it's it's really good games, and you really get sucked into it because you're 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 following like different story paths and stuff like that. And there is there is an underlying story with it, but yeah, it's fun. Okay, yeah, I just got on the page. Hitman Three, which I guess is the original PlayStation One. I don't think it's the 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 Wait. reboot you're talking about. Blood Money. No, it's just called Hitman a World of Assassination. But the 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 tab says Hitman 3 cloud version on Nintendo Switch oh. for free. It's free to play? What in the Christ? 
That's weird. I'm going to try this out later, dude. It's cloud, too, so it doesn't take up any storage space either. Interdasting is probably bad. Hey, that is that is the one. Well, it, that looks like it's If that's one. what it is, it's just called Hitman 3 Cloud Edition, but the preview image says Hitman World of Assassination. That might be I what you're talking that about. Maybe what it's like the whole thing is called? Why is it free to play? I don't get it. I'm going to check this shit out later, dude. I'm in a assassination mood now all of a sudden. <laughs> that sounds bad. That's <laughs> the dramatic conclusion of... Oh, so the whole trilogy is called World of Assassins. That's it, then. This, so this is, is it. Hitman 3. But this is Hitman 3. This is the third one. Uh, oh, you're looking at the Nintendo page, too? Yeah. So they have yeah, only yeah. the third part of what you're talking about on Nintendo. That's weird. It looks like it, But yeah. still, if I want to get a taste of Hitman... For free, apparently. I might fucking try this out later. Cool. You should. Yeah. I think it's really good. I never played a Hitman thing. I was always mildly interested in it. You know, reading your game pros back in the day. Right. Yeah. Cool. That is weird that they have the third one, but not the other two. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that's about all my ideas, except for, you know, I hogged and listed three, technically. Except (laughs) for my my idea of the, uh, uh, wouldn't it be cool to have a collector... They have more than one now uh, games where or you manage a, a RPG like a item shop, you know, uh-huh. like you're you're the shopkeeper and you have to manage it. Uh, what if you did that? But right, it, right, it's right. the collector from MK11 because he's a merchant. Yeah, that'd be fun. Have you heard of that game, Dave the Diver, that came out last I've year? I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's basically you're. I mean, you're a diver. You go, you dive, and you you know catch fish and all that stuff, but. You catch the fish and then you you run your own like sushi shop, I think, at the port. So then you're also like cooking and stuff and managing this this restaurant. But then you have to dive and go and you know. So it's like half exploration, half management. Yeah, that's kind of or sim. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like that a, could be a Mortal Kombat game. I still I still think yeah. Josh is a cooking mama. Um, Sindel and Bo <laughs> yeah. Rachel wins though. Yeah. <laughs> I That's still think, like, like e- even though I love the golf idea a lot too, I still think that the cooking mama idea with Sintel Baricho would just be too much fun. That could be a DLC. Just fucking, yeah. Sindel's got to host the next tournament. Oh no, my, my chefs all died. A, so they got Tarkot. They had to they go out to the Tarkot colony. I need to cook. Bo Rachel is yeah. just like, bro. <laughs> Well, I like I like drinking, but I can eat too. Well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, and then we can learn uh, the intricacies of outworld cuisine and actually like collect all the ingredients. For you know it what? In that outworld. might be a good world building thing because we don't. MK One introduced a lot of world building, but we still don't know kind of what their cuisine is, what their fauna oh. is. You know, what kind of animals, wildlife they got there, vegetables. You know. Yeah. I mean, there was a feast in the MK1 story mode, but I didn't really notice what was on their plates, you know? <laughs> you, just they, see, you just hear Bo Rai Cho, like, burping in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can make some pretty morbid dishes, though, like, through that, just basically as a joke. Just like, today we are cooking, you know, basically, like, like we're cooking, like, a lizard's head, and the lizard's head is from Reptiles People. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Get like eyeballs or something. Oh, God. Yeah. The reptile will get up and it would turn into a fucking another Hitman game because he'd be getting revenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Sendai would say, like, today we're making Tarkatan soup, but don't worry, it's been approved by the Outworld FDA, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> would you really want to eat soup off a, a, le- a, a leper, basically? 
Yeah. It's kind of gross, dude. <laughs> Well, that I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like it, maybe that's part of the fun. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. cooking, Mama. But you also like maybe Bo Raicho could run around and like gather ingredients, and then he has to fight people. Um, in order oh, to get yeah, that's how you could like mix up the gameplay. Yeah, you go out in your missions. I need some outworld herb. Oh fuck, that's in the Takatan camp. Guess I got to fight. Yep. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, but, but, but maybe like, you know, after he like beats all these people up, Baraka comes out. It's like, what are you doing here? You fat pig. And then <laughs> Baracho is like, dude, I'm just here to collect plants. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, bro. Collect your plants. Now get out. He's like, all right, cool. Bye. Oh, <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> yeah, but still just like basically like stuff like that is what I want to see. Like, you know, just going around outward, just collecting herbs and then Boracho ends up getting in a fight and then it could switch off with Sindel as well. Like Sindel will get in a fight with some people too. So that'd be fighting, but it's fighting to collect herbs to make the yeah, thing. It's not fighting for the fate of the universe. It's fighting for what are we going to serve for dinner at the banquet tonight. It's fighting, Josh, it's fighting for the fate of your kitchen. Yes. We're fighting for the fate of our kitchen. That's why you left the temple and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo Raicho would take it more seriously than anybody because you know there's a great banquet and there's no food and there's no wine we have to do this like we have to make wine we have to make food yes so he joins Sindel <laughs> on the journey <laughs> yeah this is beautiful man we need to we need to contact NetherRealm and be like make this <laughs> cooking combat <laughs> Cooking combat is what it would be cooking called. Cooking combat, combat yeah. cooking. I don't know. <laughs> Either of those works. Cooking combat. Cooking combat. Oregano. And maybe like Luke. Like, Cinnamon. Like, and like, and Luke, <laughs> Luke Kang can narrate it, you know, like he does at the beginning of the uh, MK1. It's just like, you know, <laughs> in Outworld, there was a great banquet hall. But at the time, there was no food on the table until... Sindel decided that the choice was hers or something We're like that. We're <laughs> basically describing like Iron Chef or any other cooking show, but make it even more fun. Yeah. Maybe Liu Kang could actually like pop in and then he does, uh, what's that old show with Kage in it where he just bites a bell pepper? We were talking about that. That's Iron just... Chef. Yeah, yeah, Iron my Chef. Dad, so my dad so used King... to love that because he just liked to see Sharon Kaga bite into that bell pepper like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So sharing, so basically, Liu Kang would like do an homage to him. He just he, like he would hop in there and just bite a bell pepper for no yep, reason, or bite some <laughs> Outworld variant. Yeah, and it would be hilarious. It would be wonderful. Just make the entire thing like a tongue in cheek kind of game, and it would be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, you hear this, Netherrealm? Get get busy. Get some, get some side <laughs> team and start making it. I guess that would. Yeah, be- we like we. Mm-hmm. We threw out like five ideas, like five decent ideas out here. Yeah, that was easy. We <laughs> got an imagination. I guess that would would say though, like to to segue again, unless we have any other like spitball ideas. What are the chances of anything like that fucking happening? Like, do we think like oh. realistically we could get maybe not None. something as crazy as we described, None. but could we get any type of Mortal Kombat side media in the near future? No. Yeah, I think no. it's less likely now under another realm under like WWE and Nether realms, right? Well, it's like maybe if NetherRealm was convinced about the sellability of a Cook and Mama game. <laughs> well, yeah, like when you're talking about like a AAA title game like um, like Mortal Kombat, there's so much development time that goes into those AAA games, and so they kind of like go all in on this sort of stuff. I highly doubt that they would make um, that they would make a side game, like a completely separate side game that you'd have to pay an additional cost for just for revenue and not make it a DLC. That's why I said if they're going to do it, it's going to be some type of like 
DLC. And well, I would say you can like you can just kind of kiss it goodbye if you think we're going to get physical media copies. Of oh, stuff and yeah, like I, this, I, if they, do. I don't expect that nowadays. But like, I, I I wouldn't expect them to do to a whole different type of engine, a whole different type of gameplay as a DLC. It would have to be its own release. Yeah, but also, Josh. They would use much like you said the same engine. It would be advantageous for them if, to, if they were going to make a side game to use the same exact engine, um, uh, same textures, same assets from one from the mainline game to make the side game. And because they look so similar to each other, it just makes more sense just to attach it to whatever game that is. Yeah, the same the same assets and stuff. But as far as like you know, fighting game versus whatever a 3d adventure game and stuff like that there would be a lot more work that would have to be done to that yeah you could do it but in order to like in like in order to do that i feel like you need to have a really compelling reason for it personally hell they already tech practically did have a 3d adventure game of the mk11 script it was a very rudimentary 3d adventure game but at the same time they've been like they Invasions basically is their side game for stuff. So yeah. I kind of agree with what both of you said earlier. Why do Invasions or a Crip when we can have, you know, like combat cooking or combat golf? Yeah. <laughs> Ditch Invasions, man. Give us give us combat cart and combat golf. Yeah, I was about to say, combat cart's a thing. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, this hasn't been tried um as an option so why not do it i kind of say bring back that you know what jay yeah that is a good parallel combat cart was a you could call it a dlc before dlc was a thing it was this side option game and it was a whole different gameplay engine or gameplay loop whatever you call it game mode Mm -hmm. maybe that is viable yeah i don't think you have to make it anything like you don't have to make it like you know like a like a triple a thing it really could just be a side game like it could just be that like make it small make it short and sweet i guarantee you fans will be very receptive to it well let's hope that's another question would fans be receptive to it you mean you seen maybe i think so i mean if they don't then okay keep changing younger fans maybe new people coming into mortal Kombat would be like what the fuck's this shit but people who aren't into fighting games may you know, be more interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you might be right there. They may think they may think Scorpion and Subjura are cool, but they don't. They're not good at fighting games. Oh, dude. Yeah, remember when we talked about what if the Shirayu and the uh, Lin Kuei were uh, owners of opposing uh, fast food franchises? <laughs> yeah. There's a game right there, like a a, a sim game yeah. managing a fast food restaurant. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you choose whether you're uh, Shirayu or Lin Kuei. That the other one is the op- opposing side. Yeah. And you basically have to like work to take them down and you across the street from each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Lin Kuei's frosty machine never is always broken. <laughs> um, also, another franchise that has done this, Dead or Alive. They made Dead or Alive Volleyball. Well, they made the Volleyball. Yeah, not, not for the volleyball reason, but for other reasons. Well, but they for, still made a side game. for the game. volleyball reason and all that comes with it. Um, it was not for the volleyball reason. It was all that comes of it. Um... Boy, yeah. Oh, that's Street Fighter. Street Fighter did a uh, Puzzle Fighter. There, they did. There you go. Yeah, which is just Street Fighter Tetris. And that that was yeah. a very small, right? Yeah, people love that though. Uh, did they? I mean, hell, yeah, yeah. People really do. There love is that. a Puzzle Combat too, as an extra mode in. Uh, ah. I think Deception. It's on the uh, Nintendo DS port of Ultimate MK3, which is just called Ultimate Mortal Combat. But there is a. Puzzle Combat, which I think is from the 3D era games on there too, so that's a thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, 
Okay. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball, I think, is much bigger than that because it practically is their own side franchise from the main fighting game. Mortal Kombat Beach Volleyball. There you go. Well, there is the uh, there there is a stage in Deception that is a, a tropical beach with uh, with uh, Caribbean <laughs> sounds uh, until it turns into dark and I think it's called Yin Yang Island and it starts out like literally DOA style, like oh happy music, and then it turns into dark Mortal Kombat music on the like the flick of a switch back and forth. It's hilarious. You know what? Like you know what you're kind of describing, Josh. At least like when you mentioned stuff like that. Now I'm starting to think like, huh. Would it be a side game or would it be a mini game like within a game? Because like those big time RPG games usually have mini games like inserted in them somewhere. Oh, yeah, I got your chocolate bow racing. Yeah, so stuff like that. Like I'm obviously thinking about Final Fantasy, but you know you could still do mini games that are just playable. I mean, I guess Invasion is kind of a mini or, game, but I know, consider it more. Take test your might. Maybe expand that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test your might. I would consider kind of like in that too. Well, boy, so. like Street Fighter Six has its own uh, third-person adventure mode, right? What if the next Mortal Kombat did have a third mode like that? Like expand the test your might to something that's yeah. like I don't know. All these fighters going to compete in some sort of like exhibitionist thing or something like that. Yeah, I guess like I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you look at it objectively in that like like in that regard. And actually, I'm glad you brought up six because because even from looking at the menu at six, right, like from the Street Fighter six menu, you have three options. You have um, you have like uh, your battle hub area, which is basically an online thing. Like you meet up with people um, in your battle hub world or whatever and your avatar and you just, and you can fight people there. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like an alternate way to do it, but you also have the world tour, which is essentially the, like the main storyline of the game from your avatars perspective that you pick with, uh, all the street fighter characters basically as guests in some type of way. And then you have the fighting grounds, which is essentially the core of the game. Like it is the arcade mode. It is the training mode. It is the fight online and do this. Like every street fighter game up until six fighting, like basically was fighting ground. So it's almost like they took fighting grounds, which was the core of the game. And then they just added two other modes that are effectively games in of themselves. Um, so Mortal Kombat has invasions, which is almost a game into itself. It's just, you know, it has seasons. So, they're already kind of doing this. I guess what we just kind of want for them is to just maybe just have better ideas than Invasion. <laughs> so Yeah, man. Invasions, maybe Invasions is the proto-form of what we're describing, what it could be. That being said, I still think Invasions is better than The Crypt. I- I'll die on that. Bullshit. I still disagree with that. No, I think it's better. I think it's. I think it's better than the crypt. The crypt is just walk around, spend money, Mm-mm. get a jump scare, it, find. It's stuff, a little bit more complicated than that. Well, one, it's nostalgia. You're exploring Shang Tsung's island, but like I said, it's Metroidvania in a way. You get tools that let you go back and uncover things you couldn't uncover before. And then there's traps, and there's danger. You can die. There's there's, there's more gamification in it than you think. It's it's a little bit less monotonous yeah. than that. It's an adventure game. But Invasions has like power-ups and talismans and all those same aspects. Invasions is you go from one board game spot to the next and have a fight. And you go to the next board spot and then you get interrupted and have a, a fucking an, uh, yeah. whatever, whatever you call it, uh, ambush at infinity. Yeah, and, and like... And what do you do in the crypt, Josh? You walk from one place to the next, spend I explore. money, get random objects. I explore. 
That's uh-huh. infinitely more interesting. Anyway, that's going to be a whole tangent, but anyway. <laughs> I think we about wrapped up maybe uh, some potential good ideas that NetherRealm, if you're fucking listening, I know you are, because they introduced the Baraka... <laughs> way to be so aggressive, dude. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I know they are because they introduced the Baraka Sonic move, which we joked about now as a thing. It's kind of like when I was a little kid and I wrote in a uh, in a contest or some shit like that, uh, ideas for fatalities, and I had the idea of, what if Kano used his eye laser like a fucking thousand kids didn't already think that? And they made it as fatality in MK3, and I thought, like, that was me. But obviously it wasn't. You did that. I did that. I think I also had the idea for his uh, rip your skeleton out of your mouth fatality from the same game. I think I wrote that in there, too. And that was a fatality. So that that's a little bit more like, maybe maybe they did read my letter. Kind of like when, sorry to go on a tangent, me and my mom wrote in suggestions to NBC for the finale of Seinfeld. That included uh, plot points like Kramer becoming a private detective uh, to try and find out uh, who killed Mr. Pitt or who's trying to kill Mr. Pitt or some shit like that. And of course, that's not what the finale did. But Michael Richards did go on to do his own sitcom after Seinfeld. Guess what? Where he was a private detective. Sounds like he owes you money. Coincidence? I think fucking not. Yeah, Michael Richards or NBC owes me money. Anyway, and so is Ed Boone and John Tobias. (laughs) <laughs> everyone give me money Everybody everyone money. give me money anyway jay owes you money yeah who jay oh yeah jay do you owe me money no <laughs> yeah you probably don't i don't i can't remember we, we we've been trying to he's like fuck we've no. been going up on each other lately <laughs> you bought like a beer and i bought a movie ticket i can't remember who, who's even now it doesn't matter but what does matter do we have anything else to add to our menagerie of like spitball on ideas i felt like we Spent more of the episode talking about shit we're playing, and then, and then we kind of did a quick thing about spitballing ideas. But maybe not. It's been an hour and a half. Hey, hey, like, hey, man, um, it's uh, um, it's okay because I mean, when you like, when it comes to side games, like either either we're gonna go through it briefly or we're gonna go all night about it. So like, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I know we we did some back and forth, and I think we all have excellent ideas that I think all could be made yeah. into a game. Yeah. I think our ideas are more interesting than I initially thought they were going to be before we started this episode. Well, Jay, you, but I'm oh, glad you we, have little faith. Yeah. Huh? Apparently I do have little faith. But well, Jay, I'm you introduced it, a, a thought that, like I said, I wasn't thinking about like as far as the actual marketability of it, which is a good topic of discussion. Yeah. And our ideas probably aren't marketable. I, I think the sports one's fucking marketable. They need to fucking make that work. I think the Cooking Mama would be fun just for giggles. Like attach it to a game, I'd play the hell. That out one of would that. definitely be a <laughs> so, DLC. I could see that as a DLC. Oh yeah, I'd want. I'd sure. want it. To, I'd want it to be a DLC. That'd just be too funny. But yeah, like I don't have any other ideas that I would really want to spitball at this time. Although, give me time, I'm sure I could think of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I don't have. We can open else. up the next episode of some, you know, ideas we forgot to mention here. You seen? You got anything else, Dad? Mortal Kombat baseball. I mean, it falls in the sports. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anything can make baseball interesting. Baseball's boring as piss. Um, I did go to the very last Braves game before they uh, moved uh, stadiums. That was kind of a neat experience. I, I disagree with both of you. Baseball is exciting. I like it more than football. Exciting? No, man. I'd yes. rather watch football. What's so exciting about baseball? I'd rather, I, yeah, same. I'd rather watch baseball any day. I, there's there's so much more tension in baseball to me. What? But then again, I played tension. It a lot as a kid. There's tension in football, yes. but baseball. Yep, there's tension in baseball. I think there's more tension in baseball than football. That's my hot take. I don't know. I guess we're going to visceral action. 
that's where soccer is the best one because it's constant constant motion. I mean, soccer beats all of them. Yeah, and I never watched a fucking soccer game in my life, but you know, I can appreciate football, baseball. Yeah, no, man. Maybe it's because I played fucking little league and I like got so fucking sick of it. But you know, oh, hey, guy hits a bat, guy runs the next thing. Uh, guy throws a football. Guy catches football. Yeah, and but runs. football's oh. like chess. There's there's fucking planning. Anyway. There's movement. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, if y'all don't get anything, I guess we should get out of here. And I guess it's my turn to defer to myself for or, or out my outro, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will. I will say I'm gonna open up the outro and just say uh, this is our first episode in the new year, 2024. Uh, this is January is recording this. God willing, it'll be January when this episode releases, but it is our first 2024 episode. And as custom in our country, um, got to have a, a New Year's resolution. Maybe we should have a group one. In our country. Uh, in, our, my, in my country. Um, in my country, we wear our, our pants on top of our head. And the burgers <laughs> eat you. Um, but... <laughs> before i get into i'm just gonna like make up a resolution for us because uh we haven't had, but before i get into the resolution i do want to bring up one game i am excited for that i did get uh a, a little uh hint from uh ed boone's twitter that this is going to be a thing we don't got a debate about whether there's going to be another mortal kombat side game because there is one coming it's called mortal kombat uh dkk E-K-K. Donkey Kong Country. Oh, God. <laughs> and the uh, the resolution part is that I'm going to make a resolution that this is the last Donkey Kong joke I'm ever going to make on the show. Bullshit. But yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash combat time podcast. You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!